So, I live in Atlanta, and right now we are having a moment. About a month ago, a woman was walking her dog in or near Pied Park and was stabbed and mutilated along with her pit bull. The brutality shocked the city to its core and has everyone on edge. Adding to that, another young woman was followed home from a gas station after leaving work as a bartender and was kidnapped and then murdered. Anyway, I work very close to the park where the woman and her dog were killed and I have been extra careful since it happened. Last night I was working alone and had scheduled a new client for a 5 p.m. appointment thinking I'd be done by 7.15 at the latest. However, she needed some extra work done so it wasn't until 8.30 by the time I walked her outside to her car. We stood talking in the parking lot for a couple of minutes before she got into her car. I should also add that my parking lot is pretty small. After I made sure she was safely in her car, I went back into the salon and locked the door behind me with the intention of cleaning and locking up. I was inside for less than 10 seconds before I turned around and saw a man pulling on the door. There had been no one in the parking lot that I could see and there were no other cars than mine and my client. This guy appeared from nowhere and as I said, I'm already on edge so I stood there for a second, not sure of what to do and he stood there staring at me with his hands on the door handle. Finally, I walked up to the door. It's a glass door so I could see him and he could see me. And I said, what's up? I could see that he was surprised that I didn't just unlock and open the door. And he stuttered a couple of times before pointing at the hair product on the wall and said, oh, I wanted to buy some of that makeup over there. Here, I noticed. One, he's got a pretty good black eye. And two, he's wearing a fairly large surgical mask outside alone, which made me think he's trying to hide his identity. I told him, that's not makeup, that's hair products because this is a hair salon and we're closed. Then I turned out all the lights at the front of the salon and walked towards the back wall to hit those lights as well. Once I had all the lights out, I could still see him, but from where I was, he could not see me. So I watched him, because I didn't want to go right out after that. He ended up pacing back and forth by the front door for a couple of minutes. And then he walked to the upper part of the parking lot above the retaining wall and stood half behind a tree and a bush. He would stare at the salon door, then crouch down, then walk away all nonchalant, then come back to his hiding spot and stare at the door again. After watching him do this about three times, I decided on the next time he walked away that I was going to make a run for the car. As soon as he turned his back and started walking towards the direction of the park, I ran out, locked the door, and sprinted the 20 feet to my car in a full panic. Thank God for Keyless Entry. I have no clue what he was up to, or if he really was a serial killer, but what I do know is that he definitely saw me in the parking lot talking to my client, and I did not see him.
also know that if I had not locked that door, I would have had a much different night. There was no question in my mind that he was going to harm me in some way. As a side note, lots of people asked me if he was homeless, and I absolutely do not think so. He was well-dressed, his head was bicked, and while he definitely scared the crap out of me, he did not give off the vibe of a homeless person or someone with a mental illness, at least any that I've encountered in the past. Most people don't really scare me. I mostly just feel sad for them and try to help them in some way. But this guy had every alarm in my body screaming at full volume. Be warned. If you're coming to the A right now, maybe don't. And I've also been asked by a lot of people, why didn't I call the cops? I don't know. Honestly, it did not cross my mind. APD is down about 400 policemen right now. And also half the time, they don't even answer the phone. Also, I thought I might be overreacting because I know I'm super on edge from other things in my life. Mostly, all I could think about was that I needed to keep my eyes on him because I was afraid he was going to hide somewhere and get me when I thought he was gone. So I just wanted to get the fuck out of there while I could still see him. happened to me in high school and it's the only experience like this I've ever had. I'm 25 now. I've never seen a ghost. Never had any glitch in the matrix type of stuff happen to me. And outside of this, I had never seen any alien, UFO, anything of that nature at all. Not before and not since. So, anyway... I was laying in my bed at about 2 a.m. and I was having trouble falling asleep. And I'm hesitant to bring this part up because it's going to make a lot of people question the validity of what I'm saying. But I was kind of going in and out of sleep paralysis. Now I know everyone is now thinking, okay, if you were literally in sleep paralysis the same night this happened, then the whole experience is probably just a really intense sleep paralysis dream, right? But let me tell you, I get sleep paralysis all the time. It happens to me probably two to three times a month, and it has ever since I was a child. I never see or feel anything when it happens. No visions, demons, whatever. I just kind of wake up and I'm unable to move my body. Usually it only lasts a couple of minutes, then I either fall asleep or I fully wake up. Often it happens multiple times in one night, like back to back to back. You can kind of drift in and out of sleep paralysis. It's weird. I'm sure other people have experienced it in a similar way. Usually either right before I fall asleep at night or right before I wake up in the morning. Never like in the middle of a deep sleep or something. So anyway, sorry for the long digression before I even get to the actual story. So it's 2 a.m. and I find myself in sleep paralysis. Nothing new here. Like I said, I deal with this all the time, so 
I kind of just try to ignore it and continue to try to fall asleep. And this is where it gets really weird. While I'm in sleep paralysis, I start to feel like a really faint vibration in my head. Like it feels like there's something small and buzzing directly in the middle of my brain. I still can't move, and I'm a little freaked out because I usually don't experience anything like this while in sleep paralysis. And as I'm laying there paralyzed, the buzzing begins to get more and more intense. I distinctly remember thinking that I was having a seizure. Never actually had one, so I don't know how they really feel. That was my initial impression of this. I don't know how to really describe this, but at first it felt like there was a small, vibrating marble in the middle of my brain. And now it feels like that object is either growing or just vibrating at a way higher intensity to the point where it feels like my whole brain is shaking like crazy directly in my head. And this is where it gets really hard to describe what I was feeling, especially since this happened about eight years ago at this point. The buzzing is so intense that I suddenly felt like I was becoming the buzz. I know it sounds stupid as hell and it makes no sense typing it out, but that's the best way I can describe it. Like it was so intense that I forgot that I was even a person laying in a bed experiencing this thing. I just felt the buzz only and I was the buzz. I had no other thoughts or reflections or anything. I wasn't scared. I wasn't even aware enough to even be scared. It was just kind of happening. Not to make myself sound even more loony, but it was similar to ego death. If you've ever done a large dose of psychedelics, it was not the same thing as that, but it's the closest thing I can compare it to, just in a sense that I kind of lost touch with myself as a person and had no connection to my identity anymore. Just remember it probably because it was such a weird sensory experience that my own brain had. So yeah, I'm having this crazy buzz thing happen. The next thing I remember is that I'm laying on a really hard surface, like a metal table or something, in the brightest room you could imagine. I realize that I can move now, like I'm not in sleep paralysis anymore. But for some reason, I just chose not to. Again, I don't know how to phrase that. I recognize my ability to move. Like I can turn my head back and forth and stuff, but I feel no need or desire to move or get off this table. I just don't want to. I don't feel scared or anything. I actually feel pretty relaxed and a little bit out of it. The room I'm in is basically a big circle and everything is white. Floors, walls, ceilings, everything. Except there is no light bulb or light source that I could see. I don't really know why it's so bright in there. It didn't seem like the walls themselves were emitting light, but they were just a really bright white. And yeah, it felt like being in some room for that one movie. Uh, whatchamacallit? 2001 A Space Odyssey? Yeah, that one. It felt like a room from that movie. The bed and table thing I was laying on was basically in the direct middle of this circle room which I would say was about maybe a thousand square feet in total. 
I'm bad at guessing sizes like that, but it was a big room, and I was the only person in there. The last thing I remember is a sliding door opening directly in front of me, and a small figure walk in. I didn't even know there was a door there until it opened, but the only thing I remember thinking was that it was weird that this figure seemingly had to open the door, like, with their hands? I was, for some reason, under the impression that that door was not automatic like you'd expect, but actually was just a regular sliding door that you'd find on your deck or something. So yeah, small figures walk in, and I really wish I remembered what they looked like in more detail, but I consciously looked at this thing for a couple of seconds before I presumably passed out again, and it also was decently far away from me. Again, this room was pretty large. From what I remember, it checks a lot of classic stereotype alien features that probably make this sound even more fake. Short, bald, big eyes. I don't remember if it had ears or not and I can't gauge its exact height. But the only thing I do remember is that its skin was like a weird sandy color kind of. It actually had relatively normal aka reasonably human-like complexion. Not green or gray or something, but kind of like a tan mixed with a subtle hint of green. I don't mean to get so weirdly specific, harking on this thing's skin color, but it was just different from how you'd usually imagine it. Obviously, it's hard to describe colors in general, so I looked around Google for a while until I found a color that seemed relatively close. If you're at this point of the story, just look at the link in the description of this episode. So now that you checked it out, imagine something like that, but more sickly looking, I guess. No idea how to exactly describe it. I wasn't even that close to the thing, and plus it was so bright in there that the light situation alone could have altered my perception of the skin color of the alien. So anyway, thing walks in, and I pass out. Next thing I know, I am on the floor in my bedroom next to my bed, and it is 6 a.m. I was still extremely tired, and I felt kind of sore, as if I had just ran 10 miles the day before. In fact, I kind of felt like shit the whole day. I didn't tell anyone about my experience, as I kind of assumed that it was just a really intense dream possibly sleep paralysis related. And also, I had school that day, so I had to just go on like normal. In high school, I was kind of weird and didn't have a lot of really close friends. And I just felt like it was a bad idea to confide in someone about this. I've since told people like my girlfriend and my siblings, but when I do, I usually kind of pass it off like, oh yeah, probably some crazy dream. Because <laughs> I don't want to seem insane. You'd think I'd be more scared or traumatized or something, but honestly, I've never felt scared about it. Probably because I'm not 100% convinced it happened. But it felt so real. And I've never ever experienced anything close to that before or since. I barely ever remember my dreams in general. And when I do... They don't feel like real awake memories like this one feels. So yeah, 
that's my story. I hope you all enjoyed listening. Do you like mysteries? Well, if you do, then sit back, relax, and let your inner Sherlock escape to the glamorous, roaring 20s. Awaken your inner detective with June's Journey, a hidden object murder mystery game where you play as June Parker, an amateur detective who investigates the mysterious death of his sister. In the game, you can search for hidden objects and collect clues to help solve the mystery at hand. And believe me, I can't put this game down. You all know I love talking about mysteries, and with this game, I can actually solve them in the comfort of my own home, which is great, especially when I need to release some stress. So far, I have already made it to chapter nine, and since I know you all love when I bring up stories involving mysteries, I'm sure you all will love it too. The fun never ends with this game, especially since there are thousands of intricate scenes and new chapters every week. Ready to awaken your inner detective? Download June's Journey free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. I, 30 female, had just woken up and was getting ready for the day in our bathroom which is attached to our bedroom. If you look through the door, you have a full view of our bed and my sleeping five-year-old son. I saw something adult-sized move past the door in the dark bedroom at regular walking speed. So I opened the door a bit and looked out and there was no one there and my kid was snoring. My husband should have been at work for two hours at that point. I checked our security cameras and saw nothing but my husband leaving for work earlier. I chalked it all up to anxiety and sleep deprivation as I'm heavily pregnant and can't sleep for shit now. A few minutes later I heard what sounded like an adult man humming but it only lasted a few seconds and he was humming a tune I can't name. I couldn't tell where it was coming from as we slept with a box fan on full blast right outside the door and I had the exhaust fan on at the time. I looked out the bathroom door again. Nothing. Am I going crazy? I took a deep breath and continued washing my face. The door was open about two to three inches, and the mirror in our tiny bathroom was the one that covers most of the wall, from the counter to almost the ceiling. It's big and you can see everything behind and around you. The door is to my left right behind me, and you can reach in and tap my shoulder. Out of the corner of my eye through the mirror, I suddenly saw something that wasn't there before. There was a hand reaching through the opening of the door, gripping the door frame right behind me. It looked like a grown man's hand. It was at eye level. I froze then turned around half expecting my husband to be playing a prank. Because who else would be in there with me? The hand was gone. I even checked through the mirror. Instantly, my child screamed, Mama! And I jerked the door open. Nothing there but a scared kid 
eyes wide open. He wasn't looking at me. Who was that? Who, baby? I was trying not to sound scared. He stared off into space for a few seconds, then seemingly forgot about whatever happened. Mama, why did you say my name? I didn't, baby. Did you hear your name? You said my name real loud, and then you weren't beside me. I was in the bathroom, and I, I don't think I did, buddy. It sounded like you. I checked the cameras. I checked the windows and the doors. Every room and closet. Shaking the entire time. There was nothing. I feel safer living in this apartment than I ever have anywhere else. Even alone. And I have bad anxiety. But like I said, if it was only one of us, I would have shrugged it off as sleep deprivation or night terrors. Which my kid has never had. Or something rational. What did we see and hear? This all just happened within the past hour. I got out of work at 6.30 p.m. and went to McDonald's to get an iced coffee. I pull up to the drive-thru and there's a red truck in front of me with a cap on the bed. It's super wide so I can't see their mirrors and thus can't get a glimpse of who is inside. I'm minding my own business listening to Unsolved Mysteries on YouTube when I see that the red truck had pulled up to the second pickup window. You know, there's the window where you pay and then two separate windows where you pick up your food. I didn't think anything of it and just assumed that they had a big order and the McDonald's employee asked them to pull up so that they can get me my iced coffee. I look up to see the truck's reverse lights come on. Okay, they must have pulled up a little too far and are backing up a little bit. No big deal, but they keep backing up without signaling to me at all that they are backing up. I slowly back up too. Luckily, no one is behind me. They keep backing up and backing up until they're finally parked at the first pickup window. The McDonald's employee looks out the window at me, shrugs and gives me a look like, I don't know why they did that. A few minutes goes by and at this point, I'm just thinking about how strange and not part of the common etiquette it was to back up without signaling to anyone you need to do so. They could have easily hit me had I not been looking straight ahead, curious as to what they were doing. Now, five minutes at least goes by. No one is being given any food. I just want my iced coffee, so I'm kind of annoyed that they backed up, thinking maybe they were told to go to the second window since I only needed the coffee. But... They suddenly felt like refusing to do so would get McDonald's to get them their food faster. And thus, they backed up to the first pickup window. I don't know. Anyways, I continue to sit there and wait for my food. When I see the passenger door to the truck open, out comes an older man like 65 to 70 years old probably. 
He was wearing light khaki colored overalls and a dirty white t-shirt. He starts slowly walking over to my car. I'm thinking, maybe he's going to apologize to me for not signaling that he needed to back up. And he gets to my passenger door window, turns so he is facing the window head on, and just stares at me. I'm waiting for him to signal to put my window down, thinking he had something to say. But he doesn't do anything. He just stands there and stares. He starts to lift his hand towards the door handle. I quickly lock the door. He scowls and walks back to the truck and gets back into the passenger side. They immediately drive away the second he closes the door. They didn't get any food. They didn't get anything. They just left. I pull up to the drive-thru to finally get my iced coffee. It's been well over 10 minutes at this point, and I head home. At this point, I have more questions than answers. Why did they back up without signaling? Why did they need to back up at all? Why did he get out of his truck? Why was he about to open my door? Why didn't he say anything? Why didn't they get their food and drinks? It might not be the creepiest thing to happen on this podcast, but the whole ordeal made me so anxious that I was shaking the whole ride home. And I am not the best at confrontation, clearly. I just wish I had some insight or understanding to what exactly happened here. Two years ago, I took my wife, my father, and son, who was three years old at the time, to visit family in rural New England. They lived on a small farm with buildings that date back to the 1700s, which have been restored and modernized, and a guest house which was built about 20 years ago. My cousin is a prolific photographer and my auntie had decorated most of the rooms in the main house and the guest house with her photos. We didn't notice much about the photos in the guest house when we first arrived, probably because we were all jet lagged. The next morning after a sound night's sleep, we were sitting in the main family room eating breakfast and making plans for the day when I noticed that my son was keeping his head down and not answering my father whenever he spoke to him, which was unusual because even at that young age, they were very close. I looked over to my dad and noticed that he was sitting in front of a photo of a room in a rundown house. The room had a large window with sunlight streaming in, casting shadows across the length of the room towards a dark corner. I got an uneasy feeling from the photo but didn't think much more of it. We finished breakfast and all got up from the table. And I noticed my son was walking in a wide arc around the end of the table where my father had been sitting. Again, weird behavior, but I just dismissed it as a weird three-year-old thing. Over the next day or so, I noticed him becoming more and more uneasy any time we were at the dining table 
and doing whatever he could to avoid looking at that photo. I decided to ask him what was wrong, and he gave me a very strange answer. The bad man in the picture is looking at me. He's very cold and he's not nice. I looked back at the picture and got instant chills down my spine. There was no man in the picture, but I got the feeling that there was more to it than the empty room. I decided to ask my cousin about the picture, and she told me that it was taken at an abandoned farm a bit further upstate. It's one of her favorite pictures, but had always given my aunt the creeps, so it was moved to the guest house. Over the next couple of days, Whenever I would ask my son about it, he would always say things like, The bad man is looking at me. He doesn't like me. He wants to hurt me. I didn't think much of it until he was going to bed one night. My son tripped and fell, seemingly for no reason, in the middle of the hall. And he started crying hysterically. When I asked him if he was okay, he said, The bad man hurt me on the leg. I checked his leg and sure enough, on the side of his leg there was a large bruise that looked like he had been struck with a blunt object. I didn't want to play into his fears, but I asked him how the bad man could hurt him if he was in the photo downstairs near the table. His answer was enough for me to pack up all our shit and move into the main house with my aunt, uncle, and cousins and housekeeper. He said... He's not down there. He comes up here when we go to bed. We left soon after, so I never found out anything more about the farm where the photo was taken. But I'm sure there was some kind of evil presence around it. Anyone experienced something similar? Please share if you have. You can definitely share your story on my Discord. And also... If you want to see a picture of the photograph that scared my three-year-old, the link is in the description of this episode. It's nothing really remarkable to look at, but puts a little more picture to the story. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.